Hey, hey, Freedom Creators. In this episode, I'm gonna share with you exactly how I got my first sales for my course, Profitable Courses, when I was completely starting over with a new business, new audience, basically starting completely from scratch. This was a couple years ago now. And so I wanna share with you what I did then and the small tweaks that I would do if I was starting fresh today. If I had no audience, you know, no course idea, nothing. Like I was just starting completely from scratch and I wanted to be able to make money with an online course as quickly as possible. Sound good? Okay, so a couple years ago, the first thing I did was I already had my course idea in mind. If you've listened to a previous episode, then you know that I've always kind of had this internal power struggle (laughs) with wanting to have a course about courses because I just love online courses and they've been such a big part of my life for such a, a long time. And so I knew going into this that I wanted to create a course and I actually already had the URL Profitable Courses because again, mentioned this in a previous episode, I kind of tried this endeavor and dab, uh, dabbled in it, but then my mentor said I needed to really stick and focus on one thing, so I did. But I had actually previously bought that URL because you know this was a topic that I really had been wanting to do for a long time. So that was easy for me to come up with the name of the course as well, because I'm like, well, I already own this URL, <laughs> uh, profitablecourses.com, and I couldn't think of a name for my overall business. And I want you to know that I just don't really think it's that important. So I decided to just not worry about the name of my business. I just went forward calling everything Profitable Courses because all I had was one product. And so I thought, well, I'll just go forward calling this Profitable Courses. And then someday when I come up with a better business idea or a better business name, excuse me, or a better name for my like, quote unquote, movement, which I can get into movement and communities and things later, in another episode, but I thought when I come up with a better name, then I will just rebrand, you know, not a big deal. And then I can still keep the name of the course Profitable Courses, which is exactly what I've done. I've rebranded my my overall business is now called Freedom Creator and my course is called Profitable Courses. But I wanted to share this because it's really important to not get stuck and bogged down on the details. I could have been like, I don't have a name for my business. And I could have spent months, you know, trying to come up with one, but it's just not important. Also, I did not create a website from day one. I didn't have a website for, I think, almost a year. And so I'm going to go over the steps that I did do. So I had the idea for my course. I had the name for my course, but now I was like, okay, I need to grow a following. So I had previously grown a following with my previous business, but it was all photographers. And when I, you know, upon closing that business, I had asked a few of my like top students, you know, Hey, would you ever be interested in creating a course? And none of them were none of the photographers that I had. Well, I should say specifically boudoir photographers. None of the ones that I had talked to were interested in creating a course. So I knew that I was going to need to create a new audience. And still to this day, I do have, I think I believe maybe one or two boudoir specific photographers in my course, profitable courses. I do also have a handful or two of overall general photographers, you know, like portrait wedding, but overall, like that industry, like, cause you know, I had 60,000 email subscribers that were all photographers. And if that's how small of a portion that were interested in creating courses, I just knew that I was going to have to start my audience over from scratch. Right. And so that's what I did. I didn't carry over any of my old audience. And plus, you know, I had been telling them for years, like we will never, 
transfer your email address. We will never sell your email address, blah, blah, blah. And so I didn't want to do that. And I didn't do that. And so I decided to just start fresh with a fresh business. And I know that the reason I'm going so in depth in this is because a lot of times people will be like, well, I built a following over here for this thing. But the thing is, is that if you're following that you've built isn't relevant to the course that you want to teach, then it's kind of a moot point. So for example, let's say you've built a following who wants to learn about hair care, but your online course is about running. Well, that's just not aligned. And so you're going to need to create, you're going to need to grow a new audience anyways. And in fact, if you're in that predicament, I would highly recommend just monetizing the audience that you actually have first. Um, but yeah, it's totally up to you. So anyways, getting on a little bit of a tangent there. So I decided to grow a completely new audience. And so what I did was I thought, okay, what is the fastest way to get to sales? Because number one, that's what I wanted to do. You know, what's the most profitable way to start a business, you know, start making sales right away. (laughs) But then I also knew that my students that I was teaching were going to want to know how quickly they could get to sales from their course as well. So I knew that I would have to grow a following and I knew that I was going to want to pre-sell my online course. And pre-selling essentially means that you are selling the outline, the curriculum, what the course is and the result of the course, but you don't already have the course made when somebody buys. It's kind of like selling a workshop. You can say, hey, I'm hosting this workshop on this date. This is what you're going to be learning. Here's the price. Do you want to sign up for it? Same thing with pre-selling an online course. You're like, hey, this is the course. This is what you're going to learn. These are the things that are inside of it. This is the price. We're going to start on this date. And you can either teach it live. Like you could go live in a Facebook group every single week to teach your course that way. Or you could pre-record one video every single week and like schedule it or upload it or do it however you want to do it. And so I decided since I had done this so many times, because I've pre-sold courses many times before. So I thought... What I'm going to do is just pre-record like one or two videos and then continue creating the course as we go because I wanted to get it up and running really, really quickly. And I knew that the number one mistake that people make with their course is like building the entire course before they even ever get a sale because then you don't know for sure if people are even going to buy, if your messaging is even good, if your audience is even aligned with what you're selling. Like these are all key things that you need to know before you go 100% all in on something. And you know, this is called like market testing. A lot of different business niches, probably every business niche in fact, does this where they try to figure out how to get that product market fit. It's kind of like Kickstarter, which is why I call my method uh, kickstarting your online course. That's what I call pre-selling kickstarting your online course because with Kickstarter, you can say, oh, I wanna create this product But if I, you know, I'm only going to actually create it if I get enough backers and enough money that will actually fund the creation of the product. And that's essentially what you're doing when you're kickstarting your course, AKA pre-selling it, is you're getting the the sales up front. You're getting people to vote with their dollars and not just say they're going to buy it, but actually freaking buy it. And then it's going to give you the confidence. Okay. It's Like, it's going to give you that confidence to be like, okay, I'm fine now with putting my time into actually creating this course because I know that people have already bought it, right? Okay, so that's the first thing. I knew I was going to kickstart my course, but then I knew that I would need an audience. And I thought, okay, well, what's the fastest way to grow an audience? 
um, at the time that I was kickstarting my course. And at the time I was like, you know what? Facebook group. And still the time I'm recording this podcast, Facebook groups are still working for a lot of people. I personally looked at a lot of the data um, in the meta business, um, you know, because Facebook renamed themselves meta. And I will say that their success has been a downward trend as far as their user base. They've been consistently losing users. So I don't think Facebook is a good like long-term strategy. I am losing confidence in where Facebook is going to be five years, 10 years from now. However, is it still working today? Yes. Uh, but for me, you know, I'm going to prefer to choose a different platform if I would be doing this today. And I'll talk about that later. But at the time I chose a Facebook group. Okay. So what I did was I filled it with 200 people. It took me I believe it was one week. I know it was for sure not longer than two weeks. I believe it was one week. It took me to fill it with 200 people. And then in less than 30 days, I was able to convert some of those people. And I did just under $20,000 in revenue kickstarting my course in the first 30 days. So from the time that I decided to open this business to 30 days later, I had already done, it was like, nine or no, 18,000 something dollars. So I was very happy with that being my absolute first 30 days in business. Right. And then once I had those people sold in, what I did was, again, you could put them all in a Facebook group of buyers only. So this would be separate from your free Facebook group. And then what you could do is let's say you have six modules, you could go live once a week for six weeks, teaching a module at a time. Now for me, I've already done that a lot. So I knew that I wanted to just pre-record one week at a time. So before, before, um, the course started, I recorded week one and then I just uploaded it into the members only Facebook group. And then I continued to do that until I was finished creating the actual program. Then as I went through teaching the program, people had questions, you know, maybe they were confused about certain things. And so I really took the time to dig into what are their questions? What are the things they're confused about? What are the things I can expand upon? How can I make this course better? And then once the course was over, I right away got to improving the course and then actually uploading it to a course hosting software. That way I could continue to sell the course and it would be hosted. And so when someone would buy it on the checkout page, they would automatically get their login and I would be able to scale it more quickly that way. So just to recap, when I first started this business and I first started Profitable Courses, I went and came up with the course idea, decided on, came up with the offer, decided that I was going to kickstart it, which is pre-selling the course. I built a Facebook group, 200 members in one week. And then I started selling them in and I did just under $20,000 in 30 days. I think again, though, I think it was like 18,700 and something. <laughs> I'd have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure that's the, as close as the accurate, most accurate number that I can get to. Then I uploaded one lesson at a time and I like taught it as we went along. So taught it, you know, I could call it live, but I like pre-recorded them and then when we were all said and done, I improved the course and put it in course hosting software. So now I want to talk about if I was starting my course completely over from scratch, no audience, no course idea, nothing, what would I do? 
Well, honestly, I would do pretty much very similar to the first strategy that I talked about, but I would just tweak a few different things. At the time I'm recording this podcast, it's 2023. Um, and I created profitable courses a couple years before this and you know, things change. This overall strategy hasn't changed tremendously, but you know, there's like different social media platforms, different ones are performing better than others, like stuff like that. Right. So what I would do first is if I didn't already have a following on social media, that is the absolute first thing that I would do. So I would choose one platform. I repeat one platform and uh, this is so hard. And I go back and forth on this all the time, but I would, at the time I'm recording this podcast, I would either choose Instagram or YouTube. And I'm really torn on that because YouTube is definitely the best long-term strategy, but it also does take a while to grow on. Whereas if you, whereas you can, I feel like grow faster on Instagram, but again, it really depends on like, what are your strengths and you have to actually become good at being on that platform. So it would definitely be up to like where you're at. You know, what's the one platform you want to start with? And it it actually really doesn't matter, but like it, you just need to pick one platform and actually grow a following on that platform. So uh, I'm just, I'm going to pick Instagram for the sake of this podcast because it's also a lot less steps to learn than YouTube. Um, so yeah, I'm just going to use Instagram. So what I would do is I would start posting one reel a day. I would look at what's trending and I would model what's trending. I would go and find my top competitors in my industry and I would see which of their reels did the best, which of their reels went viral, which of the reels did better than their other reels. So like if most of the reels are getting 10,000 views and then one got 300,000 views, I'm going to model that reel, not copy model. And I would do, I would search and search and search for many competitors, see which of their reels are doing the best and model all of those. I would put out one reel per day and just really get really, really good at Instagram. And then what I would do is create a freebie. What a freebie is, is it's a free PDF. People can put in their first name and their email address to get this freebie and it will be delivered to their email and then they will get the freebie and you will get their email address to start building your email list with. And I'm telling you right now, your email list is gold. Your email list is literally the backbone of your online business. Your email list is the backbone of your online course business. Like this is, this should be your almost your, (laughs) other than money coming in, this should almost be your number one metric is how fast are you going your email list? How many people are on your email list? How active is your email list? It is that important. I like the first thing I do when I log into work every single day is check my email list. (laughs) That's how important it is. So, uh, what I would do then is I would put out one reel per day and then Again, this might vary depending on what's trending at the time, but at the time I'm recording this, what's working really well for me is hooking up many chat with Instagram so that I can say, I can do whatever's trending in my reel. And then I can say, Hey, comment this word to, you know, get this free guide. And then it will automatically reply and also automatically send them a message. And by the way, I teach this in Freedom Creator Club. Like I teach how to hook up many chat and Instagram and make reels and model your competition and go viral and like all that fun stuff. I teach that all in Freedom Creator Club. If you go to freedomcreator.co and click on programs, then you can click on Freedom Creator Club and you can look at all the details if you're interested in that. But 
That's what I would do. And then as that way, as you're growing your audience, you're also growing your email list because people are commenting. They're getting the link to download your freebie. They're giving you their name and email. So I would just hustle every single day. I would be putting out like one reel per day minimum, if not two, if not three. I mean, it just depends how much time do you have, how fast do you want to grow? Obviously, the more you put out, the faster you can grow, giving your reels are actually good, right? And then what I would do is just hustle, hustle, hustle to get to 200 email subscribers. Now, honestly, like you should be able to do this pretty quickly. It's, you know, as long as you have a ideal client in mind and you know who you're talking to in your reels and you're attracting that right person. Like I said, again, you don't want to be attracting people interested in hair care. And then your course is about running. You want to make sure that the content that you're creating is actually relevant to the course and that you're attracting people who are potentially going to want to buy your course. Of course. (laughs) So once you've grown your email list to 200 people, then what you can do is choose, okay, when do you want your course kickstart to be? So I would still pre-sell my course. Again, I call my formula for pre-selling kickstarting. So what I would do is choose a date for my kickstart. And then I would send out a number of emails to my email list promoting saying, Hey, I have this new course. It starts on this date. Here's what's included. Here's the price. And I would make sure that they knew that not only did they have to enroll before the course starts, because obviously if it's starting, (laughs) right, that's how it works. But also that this is the only time that this is going to be the lowest price. This is the only time they're going to get certain bonuses, certain things so that you can have a lot of scarcity and urgency in your offer. And because if you tell people like, oh yeah, you can just buy this anytime, like then they'll just put it off forever and they'll never buy. And then you'll never be able to help them, which sucks. Right. But if you're like, oh, this is, you know, if you enroll before this date, we're going to be able to go through the course together. You're going to be able to ask me questions live if you want to, um, this is going to be the lowest price, the best bonuses, blah, 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 whatever works for your offer. Right. And I mean, if you don't want to do live Q and a, you don't have to, I just said that cause that can be part of your offer. Right. So that's what you do for that. Now, industry standard is about one to 5% of your email list will convert. So let's say you do about average, let's say you convert 3% of your 200 person email list then you would have enrolled six people, which is awesome. And I know some people might be like, well, I'll just wait till I have a thousand people on my email list or 2000 people on my email list because then I'll get more sales. But actually I would advise against that. I would advise to just get to 200 email subscribers and then right away do your kickstart because you want to make sure that people are actually going to buy your course. Um, And because if they don't buy your course, then you don't want to have wasted months of time building up a following to 1,000, 2,000, 5,000, whatever people. And that's one of the first mistakes I made with my very first course. I spent like six months growing my email list really, really big. And my first course ended up flopping because it wasn't actually solving the number one pain point that my people had. Um, And that's another thing that I would do too. And something that I teach in my course, Profitable Courses, is I actually give my students a survey so that they can actually survey, like build up their following, build up their email list, and then send out a survey to figure out what that audience actually wants. And more importantly, what that audience is actually going to pay um, to, like what, what would they be willing to pay to actually solve a painful problem that they currently have? Those are all really important steps. But also like just making sure you get to that 200 
email subscribers and then right away kickstarting. Again, even though it's six sales, those, even if it's three sales, that's showing you that you've proven this idea, you've proven this course, and that should get you really excited because from there you can just go ahead and scale it and start to get more and more sales consistently month over month. But let's say you wait until 5,000 email subscribers and somewhere along the line, it's not a fit. The messaging's off, the following is off. I'm not sure, there's a lot of different things that could happen, right? Well, I'd, I don't know about you, but I'd much rather know that something was off. And that's also why you wanna do a kickstart and a pre-sell is because if, I mean, this really doesn't happen, like I would say my average student does have success with their kickstart. But if you're one of the couple people where, you know, you go ahead and you do your kickstart and people don't buy, it's actually not a terrible thing. You just look at the data. You just go, okay, I had 200 people on my email list and none of them bought or one of them bought. So it was like a low conversion. And then we just need to figure out, okay, where are we going wrong? Like, does the course align with the survey answers? Does your following align with who would want this course? Um, does your course solve a painful problem? You know, there's a lot of different ways we could troubleshoot it, but I would much rather troubleshoot it um, once you've, you know, grown to like 200 versus like 200,000, <laughs> right? And of course, if you already have a large following, then it's just really important to do these surveys and talk to your audience. Um, for me, I've even done like round tables where I will invite some of my followers onto a Zoom call and just like get to know them, get to know the problems that they're having and make sure that my course is going to align with them. Because the last time I did one of these, I had like 60,000 or 80,000 people on my email list. And so I'm like, okay, I don't want to mess this up. I don't want to create something that they're not going to want to buy. Right. So that's what I would do. And then once I had my first students enrolled, then I would teach the course, quote unquote, live. Again, you could go live once a week, every week for six weeks. If you have six modules, you could go live every week, twice a week for three weeks. Like you can literally do whatever you want, right? You could pre-record one or two weeks ahead. And then during those two weeks that they're learning, you could be pre-recording the next videos. Like there's a lot of different ways you could do it. And then as they're asking you questions, as they're letting you know what they get stuck on, what they're confused on, you can be making notes on how to improve the course. And then you can make your final course, put it into course hosting, and then really focus on, okay, how am I going to continue to sell this course? How am I going to continue to get consistent sales? So for me, what I do is right now, I am mostly focused on YouTube and Instagram. And I know that um, I have a sales funnel that sells my course that is proven. So I know the more traffic I send, the more consistent that traffic is, then the more sales I'm going to get, the more consistent sales that I'm going to have. So I know that if I'm consistent on YouTube, consistent on Instagram, consistent on my podcast, you know, whatever platform you're on, you need to be consistent. And people ask me that a lot, like, okay, well, I've gotten some sales, but now how do I continue to get sales consistently every month? You need to be consistently sending traffic, right? It makes sense. I mean, you need more eyeballs on your offer in order for more people to purchase. So to summarize, what I did the first time was came up with the idea, grew a Facebook group, um, sold those people in, did 18,000 something in my first 30 days, uh, kickstarted the course like pre- uh, sold the course and also taught the course, um, as I was going, I, I like, I want to call it live, but then people always are like, I don't want to teach it live. And so if you can think of a better way for me to say that, let me know. But 
when I say live, it doesn't really mean live. It just means like you're teaching it as you go. <laughs> okay. Then you would make the final course and host it and blah, blah, blah. So what would I do differently today? I, I would again, choose one platform to grow an audience on. Maybe it's a Facebook, maybe it's an Instagram, maybe it's a YouTube, maybe it's a TikTok. whatever you want to do, but just really focus on one. I promise you, you're going to have such faster growth if you focus on one versus trying to be on every single platform. It's so hard to be on every single platform. Okay. Then what you're going to do is choose a freebie to promote to that audience so you can convert your followers into email subscribers. Then once you have 200, excuse me, 200 email subscribers, you are going to do a course kickstart, which consists of a series of emails to sell them into your course. And then you are going to, to, to pre-sell them into your course. And then you're going to teach the course quote unquote live. You can pre-record it. You can teach it live, whatever you want to do, teach it as you go. Um, and then you're going to perfect the course, host it online, and then continue to send traffic, um, and get consistent sales with your course. So that is how I quickly launched profitable courses. <laughs> that is exactly what I did, the overall strategy, and then how I would tweak that for today. Now, again, I teach all of my audience building. So like follower growth, social media, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, all of that stuff I teach in Freedom Creator Club. And then when it comes to courses, I teach actually email list building is taught in Freedom Creator Club and profitable courses, just a heads up. Because I figured if people join profitable courses and they already had a social media following, they would still need to learn uh, email marketing. So that's kind of the difference though, is Freedom Creator Club is teaching you about how to grow your social following. And then profitable courses is all about um, converting them to email subscribers if you haven't already. Of course, we get a lot of people who join profitable courses who already have an email list, which is great too. Then we teach you how to survey that email list, make sure your idea uh, fits with your audience. And then we teach you how to kickstart and pre-sell and teach your students and host it. And then we even teach you how to create an automated funnel. So that way people can put in their name and email address and watch your automated webinar and you can make automated passive sales consistently month after month, which is so cool. So if you're interested in that, be sure to go to freedomcreator.co. Um, Actually, I'll give you the link to my free training, freedomcreator.co slash class, freedomcreator.co slash class. You can actually put in your name and email and not only will you get my free class, but you'll also see how my automated webinar funnel works. So you'll see how does the opt-in page work? What does my automated webinar look like? How am I converting the people that opt in to sales? What does my sales page look like? What does the automated email process look like? You are invited to go and check all of that out at freedomcreator.co slash class. So thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode. Um, if you haven't enjoyed these podcast episodes, I'd really love it if you could leave me a five-star review on whatever listening device you listen to. <laughs> Um, also if you ever have any ideas for episodes you'd like me to make or any questions you'd like me to answer, go ahead and shoot me a DM on Instagram. I'm at Molly M Kaiser at Molly M Kaiser. And yeah, I'd love to hear from you. So thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you in next week's episode.